Welcome everyone to our podcast. Things we say. <laughs> really good, babe. Do you like that one better or the other one? Uh, I like the other one. All right. Do you know the other one? Things we say. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. That's not really very good either. It is Thursday here where we are. I think officially. It's actually Thursday yeah, this we, time. Yeah, we we didn't do it right last time. Nope. But welcome everyone. Um, my name's Roy and this is Alyssa. We're, and we know what day it is. Yep. And uh, Alyssa's folding laundry at the same time. I am the ultimate multitasker. Yes. As I mom myself up doing very, this podcast. <laughs> very good, babe. So we are talking about... Um, what are we talking about, babe? Last week we talked about temptation, and this week we're talking about... Ambassadors. Ambassadors, which is an interesting conversation because it's... Uh, it can go a lot of different ways. Um, I talked on Sunday about how we, that is our calling, a piece of who we are is we are ambassadors, which is an interesting role considering it is not just, uh, it, is, it is a relationship or an authority role. It's not just like, you are at peace. Right. When you, when you <laughs> asked the question, I think you asked it on Sunday, or maybe you asked me during the week, if we ever had like a card that said that we were an ambassador like as a kid like we got a thing did you ask that on sunday maybe you asked me during the week or something but i was laughing so hard because i was thinking yes yes i did what did you have a vbs thing or something i had this little card that said i was a citizen of heaven but i think it like had ambassador for christ on it or something like that Yes. So I may have even talked about this before. I don't know why I keep I think thinking you have. about this. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like maybe you asked me this week, maybe when you were preparing or something. I don't like think that. I did, but I think that definitely whoever taught you as a kid had a, had a, left a mark. I mean, it left a mark with the word ambassador, but did <laughs> I know what that meant as a kid? Absolutely not. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I always think of an ambassador as someone who's really important, diplomat, that like... Like they're the ones that get to drive around in the car, like, uh, and they can with their flags. You know, they're super important. They're the representative of their country, and I I just think it's really cool. But I also think it's cool that two thousand years ago, when the Bible was written, they had ambassadors. Right. Yeah. I wonder if it was similar to the way it is today. I I think it was. I think it was like, I'm sure it was more dangerous as everything was more dangerous back then. But there's a whole study on it we could probably learn. But it, interesting. It, it, it was there because that's what the Bible says. You and I are ambassadors. And it's like, okay, so now we have a role. What are we actually supposed to do? And I think that that's where, that's kind of the, the springboard that started this whole sermon and this whole conversation because as ambassadors, that means that it's a role. We have a job. We have an authority positions us and so what do we do with that you know that's right. that's the question I, I i think a lot of pastors and maybe even me in the past have just kind of ignored this because it seems too hard you've ignored teaching on it or yeah it just seems practicing too, it. it just seems too hard for people to do mm-hmm. too much too high of expectation for people like you can't expect everybody to kind of like take up their identity and change the world around them. But at the same time, I don't know. That's what the Bible kind of says. Right. I, th- I think it's kind of difficult. We have a bit of a skewed perspective. We probably should have brought somebody else in 
to wait. <laughs> In hindsight, now that I'm thinking about it, but it's difficult when you feel called to ministry and then talking about this because it's almost an unfair perspective because right. we look through that lens in everything that we do. Yeah, we've given our life to the church. Right. But that what everything. does it look like if you're not necessarily called to a career in ministry, like a vocational right? Role, I, you know? No, it's a good question. I think the reason I wanted to talk about it originally and I didn't talk about it on Sunday was the idea that uh, you and I are missionaries in our world. And for a long time, Christians just thought that this is that America, like America is just America and this is where we live and we want to keep America great and keep it holy and we want to like keep it the way we want it to look. The only problem with that is that America is not your home. You're actually a missionary to here. You're an ambassador to here. And if you shift your focus from this is where I live, it should serve me to I don't my my home is actually in heaven. Right. I'm a I'm, visitor here. And I'm a visitor here and I have a job to do here and I'm trying to do something here. It it changes your whole perspective on the nation and on the church and on your role. I think honestly, like maybe that's some of the root of like trying to accept this message is this idea that this is not our home because I mean if we were to just even land on that point of all of this for a little bit I think that most of us if we really examined where we're at would have a hard time actually accepting that when it comes to practice like we don't we I mean most of us we strive for earthly things when it comes to home like we talk about getting our forever home or like, you know, and investing in the future and all those things. And not that all those things are bad. It's just that they don't always have that perspective in mind that this is all temporary. Right. And I think you're a good example of that as someone who really cares about home. Right. Well, I'm I'm a homebody introvert. I I live here in match socks all day long <laughs> I might do some other things too but <laughs> but yeah I like I I care about my home because I care about the the feelings that it produces and the memories it helps create and all of those things right but I think there's a temptation there to think that the home that we create is more valuable than it is right because we think that the home that we create is the home, is our real home. Right. Right. When reality is our home is not here. So what are we working towards? What are we building on? What are we developing? Well, like we can either develop the, the things that are temporary or we can develop the things that are, are, are eternal. And hopefully, like, you know, the word of God changes us so much, but like hopefully we do both. Right. Like we live a life that is honoring to God and you know God provides and he comforts and he helps we live a life that's more abundant not only tomorrow but today mm -hmm. but all in the context of getting a perspective where our priorities correct which is yeah like today doesn't today is not as important as tomorrow or 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 what I'm doing right now isn't as important as this person right I'm reaching out to and I just think that like we get so like sidetracked to think that our jobs or our families or the, the initiative that we're working on in our home 
is the thing that matters when reality is like you're here to be a missionary. So you can imagine, you know, I have all these missionaries contact me every week. A missionary calls or sends me an email that says, hey, will you support me? And I don't like letting them down and just telling them no, but I don't keep them on the line for more than three days. I just usually, usually say, hey, we'll let you know if we pick you up. Mm-hmm. But I just feel bad because I can imagine them like struggling and striving to get a budget raise and support the, the missions work that they're on. They go to, you know, Uganda or they go to China and, they, and they're like there and they're missionaries. They're going to win people to Jesus. They're going to develop the local church where there is no local church. Like this beautiful, wonderful thing. But then you can imagine they're there in the mission field and they just sit at home and, you know, find another job. Mm-hmm. because they couldn't get the support or they just sit at home and they're they're not impacting the community anymore they're just living life for something else it, it's very much that picture for me when it comes to our role as missionaries in this world like god has set us up for a role we have something to do but so many of us just like settle to try to right. survive he's he's invested in us and expected that we would do something with like the resources and investment that he's provided and instead of going out and doing that thing like can you imagine like would would you continue to support a missionary if like you found out they were doing nothing right overseas right no you wouldn't and not that god like drops us like that like he loves us he invests in us he believes in us but like that's that is kind of what it's like yeah it's the parable of the talents that's what it is. God has invested in you and he's given each one of us a measure of worth, a measure of value, a, a, of impact that we can make on this earth. And mm-hmm. will we bury it or will we use it to produce more? Right. That's like such the question. And sometimes in my pessimistic pastor side, I look around the world and I look around our cities and I just think to ourselves, everybody is burying it. Everybody has this beautiful thing like I talked about on Sunday, like, running shoes, brand new running shoes, and then they just leave it on the shelf. They're just like, okay, look at that. That's real nice <laughs> on the shelf. Are you going to use those shoes? Today. Today you're going to use them? Yeah. Are you going to run today? No, I'm going to do steep walking. Oh, wonderful. Hey, that's an excellent metaphor that you can continue on into this. What? <laughs> well, like when we start using our running shoes, do we just run right away? Oh, yeah, go for it, babe. No, I'm done. You can, <laughs> you can let yourself carry on with no, that on your own. No. It's... <laughs> no, I was, so I was thinking about, look at my Michigan just saying no for no reason. Um, I was thinking about how you were kind of painting a picture of what it would look like on Sunday if everybody was doing this thing or they fulfilled it. And just like a small picture of like what it would look like for everybody to kind of walk in their God-given gifts and actually minister with what the Lord's invested in them. And I was thinking, like, is that is that even plausible? Like, say, say in a perfect world, everyone is pursuing that. Like, can the church even sustain that? Like, how would that work? Yeah, the church would be the greatest place on earth. But like, so you gave an example of someone in our church who's doing their own ministry, right? Mm -hmm. And it's completely like autonomous and doesn't actually have anything to do with our church. And yet we support him like as a church body at times and all those things, right? And like 
might attend his things, like mm -hmm. pray with him, all that stuff. Well, does it look like that for everybody? I think what I was thinking of is maybe, maybe if I was somebody listening on Sunday and thinking, well, I, I don't know if I'm called to start an entire ministry like that. Sure. Right. Like, does it all, do they all look like that? Like, what does it look like yeah. for the average person? Well, well that's, that's one of our problems. We've decided that the body of Christ ought to function like we see the modern church function, which is beautiful in many ways. But in reality, it's just a piece of the, what it re, the body of Christ, how it really should function, which is everybody operating in their gifts and talents to reach other people and to be an ambassador and to be a missionary and working together to do that, right? So no one's at, like, in an, our American perspective is everybody go start their own thing. But, like, mm -hmm. a godly perspective is, no, we're supposed to do that together. Like, that's how we're supposed to do it. Like, like three people who are all passionate about orphans start an orphanage. Like, three people who are passionate about child care start a child care center. Like, and we work together to be able to accomplish more than we could ever do alone. So what it looks like is everybody going all in in their in their direction, but then at the same time working together to accomplish it. The the reason that you know Dave's ministry, that everybody can't be a motorcycle, like like motorcycle enthusiast, yeah, <laughs> ministry. But there are definitely people who can support Dave's ministry and like be a part of him his ministry and help his ministry too. You know. So, so your counter to that is kind of that, well, if everybody is walking in their gifts and callings, then a lot of people like might find similar people, like people who have similar gifts and callings and would work together to yeah. accomplish something for the kingdom. I, ju I just think that churches short side like this. They just be like, find your God gives and God given gifts and talents and serve on Sunday mornings and you can make coffee or you can open the door for people. And I and I agree with them. Like I feel like there are people that are very good at hospitality and they can find fulfillment and satisfaction in that. I just think that that is the, they're waiting, like they're waiting in the pool. Like they're just touching, they're just starting. Like the, the, the reality is God's made that person to swim. They're like to use their, their hospitality to impact lives in, in a much bigger way than just like making coffee on Sunday mornings. And so I think a lot of times we look at the church and we say, okay, people, like modern churches, they, they'll, all, they'll say this. They'll say, hey, find your, your, your passion, your plan, your proficiency. Like, you know, find the thing that God wants you to do and then do it. Here, come, here's a, be an usher on Sunday. And it's not like that being usher is not a big deal. It is. It's just that like if you have that, those gifts and talents, like use them start being an usher but then use them more in other ways mm -hmm. and so i i don't know i i feel like the problem with a sermon like this or a conversation like this is if we are to ask everybody to step into this calling which is hey be in ministry you have a ministry of your own that god's called you to which i believe is biblical like mm -hmm. i'm not going to step away from that the problem is our world is set up in such a way that it's implausible like you can't do it people have too much stuff going on they have too much family relationships. They're, they don't have emotional capacity to deal with more than what they've got anyway. So like you just have so many problems to get from here to there. And it's why I was discouraged after my Sunday sermon because I realized like as I was preaching, oh, no one can do this. Like, oh, well they can, but like it's, it's, it's like there's so many obstacles to get from here to there. Like how could we become this? Like they can't do it to the extent that you were 
suggesting or that the Bible that the the Bible Bible suggests outlines. Mm -hmm. Not to my no, not to my extent. I probably have like I'm probably short selling (laughs) the actual like biblical mandate on people's lives to to live for Jesus. Mm -hmm. I I just don't. I just haven't seen that in my personal life where I where I've seen people like go all in. Yeah, it's it's hard. It is. But I I don't think I I don't know. I'm a young pastor, so I just I'll I'll say I'll say what the Bible has to say. Hey, you're an ambassador. Hey, right. you're called to be everything that God puts in your path is there for a reason. Like you're supposed to every relationship you have, you have a responsibility. So like we can't escape that. And so that's kind of like where we start and how we get there. Man, I just trust the Lord that he's leading us and guiding us. And I, and I firmly believe that that I don't have to present a three-point plan or a 10-point system in order for someone to do this in their life. Right. Just- yeah, it's it's hard, but it's not impossible. And I like we're we're in ministry as a career, right? Like this is our job. And yet we've had periods in our life still where it was not our job. And I've seen this play out in my own life where I really did, like, take up that mantle. I don't know if I was, like, told about it or taught about it or what, but, like, I... Maybe it has something to do with, like, my ministry calling. I'm not sure. But within the workplace, outside of a church setting, I was doing that. I considered it my ministry. And I was talking to people as if like my role in the place I was in and in the job I was in had very little to do with making money or necessary, necessarily like fulfilling a career calling and so much more to do with the people that I was encountering within that job. And I really did treat it that way. And in some ways, like I remember that time fondly thinking, man, like work was so much more exciting in some ways when it was like that you know like it really was and there's like some there's something special about it knowing that that is like like that you could be the access that somebody needs in order to find Jesus like maybe you're the one maybe they don't have anything else in their life pointing them to him yet maybe it's only you so I mean and then even like in in school growing up, I mean, I, I have the advantage of growing up in an environment where I did go to church and I was a strong Christian even as a young adult. And so I I did do those things like run Bible studies in my school and stuff. So I, although I know it's difficult to incorporate that in your life, I also know it's not impossible. Yeah. And even if it's not to the scale or the degree with which the Bible is outlining, even if there's a fraction of that happening, like, can you imagine how amazing our our church would be, our community would be, if people were even operating on, like, I don't know, right. 20% no. of that, yeah, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, and so that's my goal for 2023 is I want to talk about this, like, 10 times, probably maybe eight times. Oh, snap. Yeah, and to just try to get us to the place where we're starting to be comfortable and confident in it. Um, I have stories like that too of like times when I worked for a software development company, you know, like, and and, and your role in that, realizing that your role, you're put there for more than just a job. Right. And so I really want people to feel like they have a ministry and to, to identify it and to write it down 
and maybe it's vague and maybe it's super specific like Dave in the motorcycle ministry but like no matter what it is like let's like find it and be used and like not bury those talents and those gifts that God has given us let's use those gifts God has given you money use it God has given you time use it God has given you influence use it like let's just not bury it because this life is short and we're worth more and those people they're worth more than what we than what we do and so I mean I just get excited about it but I think we can get there you know I, I we have to that's the thing right we have to we're not gonna we're not playing church <laughs> I had another question after your sermon. So I'm, I'm pretending I'm just somebody listening, right? Just any random person. So my question would be, if, if it's not your job, according to what the Bible says, as the pastor of the church to do the work of the ministry, well, what is your job? What would you say your job is? Well, my then? job is to equip the saints to do the work of the yeah, ministry. Yeah, so like, what does that mean? Will you explain that? Yeah, well, the best way I do that right now is by podcasting <laughs> and, <laughs> and writing sermons <laughs> and meeting with people one-on-one. And the goal in the, in the context of that is to get people from where they are to a position where they can do ministry and they can feel comfortable and confident doing that. So that is the idea. And I like the idea because, like, if you asked Roy, like, if you asked me what what I love most, what I love most in life is getting people to accomplish their dreams and helping them accomplish their dreams. Like, I think that's always been my, that's been my driving force. I always tell Alyssa I wish I was an investment banker. Is that what it is? No. Uh, Those people, an angel investor, the people who oh, can just yeah, sit down yeah, and yeah. coffee, they hear your dreams. Like here, here's some money. Like go the only the only problem with that though is that you believe in everyone. I do. So you would just be like, like yeah, this is the best of idea. Of course, I would lose all my money. <laughs> it's fine. Just let me have my dream, babe. Okay. Okay. You can have it. Anyway, no, I just I just love the idea and I love the understanding that people are people can do more than they could ever imagine, and that's why I do what I do. It's not because I do what I do because I think it's the most right thing for me to do but at the same time I also just find joy when other people find satisfaction in, in following their dreams too so so follow up question yeah. has anyone since Sunday scheduled a meeting no. with you <gasps> they haven't okay so hear, hear me out what if what if all the people listening are like well I I don't have to meet with Pastor Roy because I already know what I'm supposed to do yeah and I'm already doing it. Like, would you still want to meet with those people too, just yeah. to like hear what it is they feel I, called to do I and always, hear what they're doing? Yeah, I always like meeting with people. Let's do it. So even but if I you know what you're supposed to do, yeah. you should call Pastor Roy anyways. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> we'll give people time, babe. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's uh, it's good. So anyway, um, whether you're listening uh, and you're close to us or far away from us, thank you for coming and thank you for joining our conversation. Thanks for matching socks with me. Yep. Maybe you're doing laundry at the same time as Alyssa is. It's true. They could be. And I bet they don't have as many socks as us. I'm watching you do it. (laughs) Doing a great job. Awesome. You're doing a great job, babe. Things we say. And (laughs) (laughs) cold. All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.